left fielders. This is the Infielder Spotlight Podcast, powered by Left Field Investors. Our community is focused on networking and education to help people invest passively and think differently. Let's go. Welcome to the Infielder Spotlight episode, where one of our infielders share their story with host Chad Ackerman. Listen in to gain insights from our community on how to create financial freedom through passively investing in real assets that generate real cash flow. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Infielder Spotlight. I'm your host, Chad Ackerman. And with me today, I have the pleasure of my first dual interview with Joe and Katie Viola today. Joe and Katie, thank you for being on the show. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah, it's great to be in here. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And Katie, I'll give you props for being our first female interview on the Spotlight. So thank you for that as well. (laughs) <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, thanks a lot for having Let's me. Start off with easy stuff first. Just tell us who you are, what do you do, where are you from, kind of the basics. Yeah, I'll get us started. Joe, I am a teacher in Los Angeles, or I'm a special ed teacher. I oversee special ed services in Santa Monica. And I'm Katie. I'm a freelance CG artist. I work in visual effects, doing Brady CG work. It's a lot of fun prime candidates for investing passively in real estate, for sure. <laughs> but no, we appreciate you being on. So first and foremost, too, I'm starting to ask more accreditation status. Are you guys accredited, non-accredited, close, whatever the case may be? I always like to kind of get that in now, too. Yeah. So we're not accredited right now. We're sort of finding our way how to be accredited. We're kind of right there. So we're figuring yeah. out all the technicalities to make sure that We'll qualify as soon as we can. And now we're just really focusing on talking to sponsors and starting those relationships because we want to be ready to pull the trigger once we have yeah. accreditation. We have seen other deals as not accredited. So that's been awesome. We weren't really sure how that would go, but yeah, it's been good so They're far. They're out there. So yeah. <laughs> maybe you got to look a little more or not, but no, that's great. I appreciate that. So tell us then how do two individuals from these very different backgrounds work your way. Tell us about the journey to get your way to being in this industry and doing the passive investing. Yeah. So, I mean, I think our personal finance journey started years ago, classic artist and teacher. We didn't really (laughs) expect to build much wealth (laughs) traditionally with these jobs. So we really dug in. We had huge student loans to pay off, dug into just learning as much as we could about personal finance stumbled upon the financial independence, early retirement movement. Our families live in New York. We live in California. So that was another thing we wanted to be able to afford to kind of live while we're young and still save for the future, pay off our loans. So I think similar path to a lot of people in LFI, I started reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, led me to Cashflow Quadrants. Then I started looking into real estate investing and Yeah, I think through there, we kind of heard about syndications, but we didn't really know if that would be for us. We kind of thought it was more of an advanced version and we sort of had to do all the entry level stuff first. So we were looking into out-of-state investing because anything here in California wasn't really going to kind of slow for us the way we were looking. Yeah, right. So it was kind of really good timing right around the time where we were had our heads deep in out-of-state rental properties and seeing how tough that is and how not passive that is, despite what you hear sometimes. We met somebody who introduced us to LFI 
And then trying not to get shiny object syndrome, we just went to the first meeting just to listen and ended up really getting swayed into the whole passive idea. It definitely seemed like it fit our lifestyle better. So yeah, we figured why not give it a try and see how it goes. And so far, it's been great. Yeah. So did you ever pull the trigger on the active side, the kind of the single family investing and that kind of thing? No, we went through the like research side of it of finding like a real estate agent. We went and like went through like the loan process of it. I think we were both finding like, wow, this is going to be a lot of work for both of us on top of our full-time jobs. And then we, as we started to read more and learn more, it was maybe syndication will be good for us. And we just kept on reading more towards passive investing and just networking and honestly finding that comfort level with both of us and finding the confidence to like dive into something and just agreeing upon syndications as a couple. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. I think a lot of people feel that if they know anything about syndications, they think I can't do that to start with. And I think you guys, myself, were some of the few that jumped all the way to syndications with our first investments that once you're there, you realize it wasn't as big of a thing as maybe you thought it was when you were chasing all yeah. the shiny objects and so forth. So um, yeah, that's great. That's great. So you mentioned Left Field a little bit as a resource. What other resources have you guys used? You've talked about the books, the purple books. There, Those are great. You talked about Left Field. What other resources have you utilized to get to this point? So I think the one big book that we definitely hone in on a bunch with syndication was the hands-off investor. It was something that like really dove deep and was very like wordy, but also just brought us to a point where we felt more knowledgeable. And I think we started asking more questions about syndications because when we would read it and not understand something, it was more of like, let's have this conversation, let's research more, like Maybe we could network more and utilize LFI or just anyone who we knew within the syndication world. Or, and then we went off to like figuring out like websites and podcasts and any t- sort of research that we can do moving forward. But yeah, continue to research and keep on learning as much as we could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hands-off investor is a great start. And then that kind of, Gave us a lot of questions, but I would say from there, we would kind of combine that with the LFI sponsor screener. And then we had a lot of really good questions to ask sponsors that we might not have thought of ourselves. And then I'd say the number one thing that we use is LFI's forum with the infielders, because that kind of gave us confidence. Once we found sponsors we liked, we could really get feedback on them and have full confidence in going into a deal versus asking a lot of questions, but not really knowing if you could trust the answers. This is Zach Hapensall, CEO and co-founder of Rise48 Equity. At Rise48, we've completed over $1.7 billion in total transactions, including 11 successful full cycle dispositions. If you're looking to invest with an experienced sponsor in either the Phoenix, Arizona, or Dallas, Texas markets, then set up a call with us today at rise48equity.com backslash invest. That's R-I-S-E 48 equity.com backslash invest. Hey, left fielders, this is Julian McClurkin. When I'm not on the court with the Harlem Globetrotters, I'm the chief storyteller for Tribe Fest. Now, you might be thinking, why would Tribe Fest hire a Globetrotter? 
<laughs> well, through my travels around the world, I've met so many amazing people and heard their incredible stories. And it's no different at TribeFest. My job is to share the stories of people investing together as a group, as a tribe. TribeVest allows groups to pool their capital, set up their LLCs and bank accounts, help with operating agreements, funding rounds, and so much more. Whether you're investing with other dads from your kid's preschool class or getting into real estate syndications with people around the country like LFI infielder Brian Pawnell, TribeVest helps them all make it happen. If you want to hear more about stories about TribeVest's customers, just check out TribeVest's YouTube channel. And if you're already ready to start investing as a group, head on over to TribeVest.com today. Knowing there's others looking at the same deal seems always works for me. It helps give me confidence anyway. We could all go down together, but at the very least, there's yeah. comfort in <laughs> yeah. numbers or something. I don't know. But that's why we encourage people, whether it's left field or anything else, being part of a community and having that group to reach out to and network with, we just think is so valuable. Just we're making some pretty big decisions and there's some definite financial impact to any of these decisions. So all the better to have that group to lean on or multiple groups for that matter, whatever the case works. But so yeah, you've sure. done all this research, you've been through all of this analysis and you've chased the shiny objects. Where's your journey taking you? Have you got into some investments? Can you speak to what action you've taken so far? If yeah. any. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we, no. we just bought into our first deal a few weeks ago, actually, which awesome. we're really excited about. And I think I'm pleasantly surprised how quickly we were able to do that with our help of LFI. So yeah, we are invested in a multifamily value add with Rise 48. So mm-hmm. it was really like kind of the perfect process for us. We had both ran the handoff investor. We were going to the meetings. A deal came through with Rise that we were really interested in. And we could see everyone was really excited on the forums. And we just felt like we hadn't quite finished the book yet. We weren't really sure exactly what the process was, but we were able to use that deal as a way to get to know Rise. We had our initial calls with them. We got to hear a lot about them specifically through the other investors. And then from there, we were kind of prepped and ready so that when their next deal came through, we had all of our answers and we really just had to vet the deal then and yeah. look like a great deal. So here we are, and that's going to help us learn the next step. Yeah. Good. yeah, I would say that taking action taught me so much, whether it was right, wrong, or indifferent to do it. I at least learned so much rather than just studying the books and the forums and the podcasts and everything else that it was so valuable. Anytime somebody asked me about advice, taking action is usually what I go with because I just think getting off the bench, actually doing, pulling the trigger on something does so much to educate you and get you ready for the next one and the one after that and so forth. So kudos to you guys for pulling the trigger and getting there. That's great. Thank you. Absolutely. So still kind of newer in the whole journey of all this, but yet still you guys have been studying this for a while. Maybe not a lesson learned that you can speak to yet, but any advice that you can give people that have been along this journey, maybe are a couple steps behind you guys even that you can share with the community. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for us was the kind of intimidation factor. Like the lesson learned for us was to be a beginner and kind of embrace being a beginner, like just be open to new knowledge and try not to be 
intimidated by new terminology and like the word accredited or like the word capital call, like all of those things were words we just weren't familiar with. So it was recognizing that and just being willing to ask questions and listen and truly like be a sponge to as much information as we possibly could. And then we knew like we needed to create relationships where we felt comfortable asking questions and were like satisfied with a response that would work for us. Yeah. No, I think that's Definitely. great advice. I think connecting with the vocabulary, one, I think it's one of the easier things you can actually do. You can go out and get educated on the vocabulary, but two, I think it gives you some confidence talking to people and asking the questions because you yeah. are speaking the language then. So I think that's great advice, Joe. Actually, I think that's fantastic. Katie, anything you want to add? I'll, since I got two of you, I got to make sure I'm pulling you both. In, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I agree with what Joe said. I think just not being afraid of being a beginner and sort of in the beginning, you really don't know that much. So just leverage your network and build those relationships. The intros that we have through LFI as well has been really phenomenal for me. And great. that was something I was, again, kind of intimidated to start. I didn't know if I felt like I'd be taking more than I was giving, and I didn't know how that would be received by the person who was dedicating part of their day to talking right. to me. And everybody's been overwhelmingly nice and helpful, and everyone started somewhere, and I really feel that from the community, yeah. so it's been awesome. That's true. I think that's what I've loved about the community, not just ours, but just the industry. It does seem like it's a very open and welcoming group. There's yeah. so much to be had by all. It doesn't feel like people hoard their information. They're very forthcoming, it seems like. And it makes it easier once you realize that's going on in the community to start asking those questions and, and open up more. Because I've never run into anybody that actually really just didn't enjoy talking about it. So no matter how entry level the questions were or in depth they were just people just enjoy talking about it it seems like that's why i'm on a podcast talking to you guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it works great stuff so talk about next steps then where are you guys headed you got one deal under the wraps now that's great congratulations on it again what's next where do you guys head from here with this process I think for us like that's the question that we keep asking ourselves figuring out what's next i think right now with the market where it's questioning, but like, it's also like just planning out what questions we have, how comfortable we are and really just sitting down and setting those goals for ourselves, like this year or next year, whatever the future looks like for us. And then, like we said, like listening to people and seeing what other opinions are and kind of figuring out our step and how that'll suit us. Yeah. Something I think some advice that we're taking is that it's okay to sit on cash for a little while and <laughs> kind of see how things shake out. And we have a lot to learn and, you know, we don't really need to rush into anything right now. So we also are thinking of maybe joining a tribe. So for the next one, we can kind of learn from our peers in a different way. Yeah, no, that's great. So yeah, maybe we'll do that. that it'll help us that's diversify. another good education tool, I think, for sure. Yeah. I think it's a great way to go about, I think I started out, I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but I don't think I had my goals really set straight when I did my first investment. And looking back, it wasn't aligned to my goals at all. It was a fun one to get in. It was kind of a neat project and that kind of thing. It will be a nice investment, I believe, but it didn't help my goals, which was to get out of my W, create cash flow to get out of my W2. 
it's not going to cash flow for three or four years. So it doesn't help me at all on that. So the more you can take the time and understand your goals. And if you're a person that can stick to your goals too, that's another, yeah. that's whole another thing. <laughs> that's for sure. All the better just to help you with your decisioning as you go to write those checks and get into deals and stuff like that. So I think you guys are approaching it from a smart angle as you're going through. So that's good. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, on that, a little with our first deal, we came into this thinking that cash flow was our goal. And then I think we're not 100% sure of that, or maybe we want to do a few appreciation deals. So with our first one, we had the option of class A or class B. And we actually did half to cap class A cash flow and half to cap class B appreciation. And we, now we can kind of see how each one goes. Yeah. But from here out, we want a little bit more of a clear, clear goal. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, as long as you're in the W-2 still, you have cash flow kind of taken care of to some degree, maybe too. So yeah, no, I think you're studying it the right way. It sounds like, I think that's great advice for anybody listening to kind of understand where they are, what they need, and then start deciding what kind of deals to get into. So that's great. Cool. Yeah, for well, sure. I really appreciate you guys joining uh, great stuff. I really appreciate you sharing your story. I think a lot of people get value out of hearing where you guys are and maybe help motivate them to take their steps. So thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you to all those that tuned in and we will see you next time in the spotlight. Do you love coffee? Have you ever wanted to invest directly in the coffee industry? You can invest now in the number one largest coffee producer in the country of Colombia, the Green Coffee Company. Headquartered in the U.S., they are now Colombia's largest coffee producer and have opened their $100 million Series C funding round to accredited investors. The Green Coffee Company has over 7 million coffee trees and is on track for a 2026 sale or IPO projecting an 11x ROI for investors. Discounts are available for early funding, but there's limited capacity available. To invest, visit legacy-group.co and click the Current Offerings tab. That's the Current Offerings tab at legacy-group.co. Hello, Left Field community. This is founder Sean Donnelly. I just want to say thanks to all of you. The sharing of our varying experiences, backgrounds, reasons for investing, and even our different goals is what makes our group unique. Jim, Steve, Chad, Ryan, and myself love what is happening at LFI, and it is because of you. Keep finding your voice, and let's invest smarter together. All the best. Thanks for hanging out in the infield with us today. If you're interested in becoming an infielder, you can find us at leftfieldinvestors.com or you can send me an email directly at chad at leftfieldinvestors.com. Thank you for listening to the Passive Investing from Left Field podcast. If you enjoy the show, please go to Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review the show. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing said on the show should be considered financial advice. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. This show is copyrighted by Passive Investing from Left Field and Left Field Investors. Written permissions must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting.